Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Jesus. Get to the top if you can. This is the challenge of man. Yes, you might fall and tumble down. Sometimes that happens when you dare. Knowing you, my child, you pick yourself up and start again from there. Keep climbing. Don't let nothing stand in your way. Keep believing. Pay no attention to what they say. Really clean, 
yet pretend to be blind, fighting time. A torch within a burning, a constant yearning for his land. The idol of is you. He's telling us the ending is all depending upon our demonstrations of truth. And who knows to tell you, Mashiach's on his way. No, he won't wait any longer. He's coming any day. So hold on just a little bit longer, because everywhere he on his way He won't wait any longer It's coming any day Hold on just a little bit longer Cause every word you promise will be Just hold on and you'll see
feel so far from your home it's not such a long journey the path is inside of you it waits but don't wait too long the mind so far from the heart they think and act as strangers make peace and be as one love and serve the one king don't be afraid his love surrounds you though you may feel alone and with
of truth but the long white robes and the chanting in the streets 
It left you cold, your soul still had to see What you're looking for is right there at your door Believe me when I tell you, friend, you couldn't ask for more What your heart has known is that there is no place like home So come on back, oh you'll never be alone And when the others came so gently, as peaceful as a dove, they stirred something inside of you. They only spoke of love, but your mind cried out, what of history, the hatred to my race. And you knew then you still had not found your place. What you're looking for is right there at your door. your heart has known is that there is no place like home so come on back oh you'll never be alone despairing and confused it traveled far and wide but you passed through one small country where you started feeling pride so you found a place to study what you thought was ancient law and you wished you'd learned about it all before
not invisible, it just hides in so many ways. It causes all the grass to grow and the sun to shine on the days. Ooh, every day's another sign for everyone to see. But it takes a man to see his plan for all that's meant to be. J.M. in the A.M. It's actually one of the brand new medleys from the Michal Przanski album entitled Once Upon a Time here at J.M. in the A.M. Yoeli Dickman out of Israel before that with Nofel Vakam, the Solomon Brothers had Yivarechacha, Kikel Poel, one of my favorites from the Gershon Veroba man-to-man re-release. Dov Halpern with Kihu Tov, Atayim Madi was Uri Davidi. A Journey's classic all the way from volume one, There's No Place Like Home. You heard only you from David Weinberg. Chaim David had returned home. Keladon and Colin Ashama, brand new from the Stamen family. The uh, medley you heard uh, earlier from Michal Brzezinski, brand new, Once Upon a Time. And, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to the 14th of February, day number 23 in the month of Shvat, the year 5783, Tufshin Pei Gimel. If you haven't yet uh, watched the Kosher Halftime Show, make sure to set aside some time today. Go to NahumSiegel.com. You'll find it on the homepage. And, of course, at YouTube, you can just search Kosher Halftime Show 2023, or you can uh, search uh, Nahum Siegel Net to get to our channel and recommend to friends and family to uh, watch it and enjoy it. A lot of great commercials, tremendous uh, information if you're into the history of Jewish music, specifically uh, regarding the Miami Boys Choir, and, of course, a conversation about the TikTok sensation that they became. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next. Boker Tov from JM and the AM. Galitzal, Mirushanam Asha Ashtayim, Shalom Rav, Baulpan Rani Avnai, Ima Shekoreachshav. לוחם משמר הגבול, סמל ראשון, אסיל סוואייד, שנהרג אמש בשוגג מירי מאבטח בפיגוע במחסום שועפאט, מובא בשעה זו למנוחות בכפר הולדתו חוסניה שבמועצה האזורית משגב. בתוך כך ברקע המתיחות הביטחונית במשמר הגבול שוקלים לגייס מספר פלוגות נוספות לתגבור הכוחות בבירה. סגן ניצב רונן יוספי, קצין המבצעים של מג"ב עוטף ירושלים, שוחח עם אמיר איבגי בגלי צה"ל. גלי ההסתה מגיעים לכל רובד גילאים, ואנחנו רואים את זה בקרב הילדים, זה התחיל מהפיגוע בעיר דוד, וכמובן אתמול אחר הצהריים בעיר עתיקה, והאירוע המצער והטרגי שקרה אמש במעבר שועפאט. גיוס פלוגות מג"ב נמצא כרגע על הפרק, ולמעשה אנחנו מרובים במערכים מאוד משמעותיים כדי להתמודד עם כל האתגרים והאיומים האלו. ועדת החוקה ממשיכה בשעה זו דיוניה סביב התוכנית המשפטית. יושב ראש הוועדה, חבר הכנסת שמחה רוטמן, העלה לדיון את ההצעה כי בג"ץ יוכל לפסול חוק רגיל רק ברוב של 15 שופטים, מתוך 15, בניגוד למצב היום שמספיק רוב רגיל. בפתח הישיבה תקפה חברת הכנסת קארין אלהרר מיש עתיד את התנהלותו של רוטמן. איך אתה לא מתבייש? אתה אתמול אמרת לתקשורת, שמעתי את הצעת הנשיא, ואני אומר, בואו נדבר. איפה תום הלב שלך? עוד לא עברו 24 שעות מאז שהוצאתם את ההודעה לתקשורת, וכבר אתה מניע שוב פעם את ה-D9 שלך כדי לרמוס את הדמוקרטיה? כתב אישום הוגש נגד תושב רחובות בן 53 
לאחר שאנסו ביצע מעשים מגונים בשתי קטינות, מדווחת כתבתנו בתל אביב, אנה פינס. זאב לוי נאשם בביצוע עבירות מין חמורות ביותר בשתי נערות ברחובות. במקרה הראשון, על פי המיוחס לו, אנסו ביצע מעשה סדום בנערה שעבדה כמטפלת סיעודית של אמו. שבע שנים אחר כך נאשם שביצע מעשים מגונים בנערה נוספת, בת 15, שהעסיק לעזור לו בעבודתו. לצד כתב האישום הגישה הפרקליטות בקשה לעצור אותו עד לתום ההליכים כנגדו. תושב רמי בשנות ה-30 לחייו נפגע באורח קשה מירי. הוא עבר למרכז הרפואי לגליל בנהריה. המשטרה פתחה בחקירת האירוע. ידיעה שמסר כתבנו קובי מנדל. ביקור נשיא איראן ראיסי בבייג'ינג. נשיא סין, שי ג'ינג פינג, אמר למקבילו האיראני כי סין תומכת באיראן בשמירה על זכויותיה הלגיטימיות ופתרון הולם ומהיר בכל הקשור לסוגיית הגרעין. בפגישה בין שני הנשיאים אמר הנשיא הסיני כי מדינתו תמשיך להשתתף במשא ומתן לחידוש הסכם הגרעין עם המעצמות, כך שי. כתב בחדשות החוץ מתן לוי מוסיף כי הפגישה היא חלק מביקור בן יומיים של הנשיא ראיסי בבייג'ינג. מזג האוויר ייתכן גשם מקומי בעיקר בערים, יש חשש קל משיטפונות במדבר יהודה וים המלח. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. Shira, shira 
J.M. and the A.M. Nachamu done by Amayshi Menlowitz off of one of the uh, Shlomo Yehuda Rechnitz albums. Uh, before that, you heard the um, Zusha selection, Yiskadel. Mayor Gaffney had a shir v'ashavach. More coming up at J.M. and the A.M. Our Yeshiva League sports update as we get into the playoff season is coming up. Minutes away with Elliot Weiselberg, if you keep it right here at JM in the AM.
That's Lipa with Birchas Oreach here on a Tuesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Elliot Weiselberg has the latest from the Yeshiva League. We call it the JM in the AM Yeshiva League Sports Update. Here he is on a Tuesday at JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. The playoffs are upon us as we count down the days until we crown our 2022-2023 winter sports champions. Straight ahead on the Tuesday morning, James, the AM Sports Update. First round matchups are underway in almost all leagues. We'll take you through a heavy week in basketball and a light week in hockey, but both equally impactful. All that and more. Good morning. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. We'll start off in boys' varsity basketball, which saw the most action over the past week. Six matchups took place Tuesday night to determine the final seedings. North Shore defeated DRS 55-34 to finish undefeated at 14-0 and take the top seed in the East. Unfortunately for DRS, Mag and David took an 11-point win over TABC, meaning that the Warriors would take the East number 2 seed, while DRS would have to play a first-round matchup. The Wildcats squared off with East number 6 Waterbury, defeating them 49 to 37 to advance to play the West number 2 seed, the SAR Sting. SAR earned the West number 2 seed by virtue of TABC's loss, but could not earn the number 1 seed as Frisch defeated Ramaz to take the West crown. Frisch will now await the winner of Flatbush and Hafter playing this Thursday night. Out West, Hillel earned the number 4 seed and will face off with JEC tonight, with the winner heading to North Shore. In the remaining first-round matchup, TABC ensured that they will be a new champion as the Storm rode 22 points from the Tano Bilnulu to defeat Ramaz. Their reward? Another matchup with Mag and David. In boys' JV basketball playoffs, West 3-seed SAR knocked off MTA and will advance to face East number 2 DRS. The other three first-round contests will all take place tomorrow night. West number 4 Hillel will host Frisch with the winner to face Mag and David. Out East number 4 Hafter meets up with number 5 Flatbush and number 3 North Shore takes on number 6 YDE with the winners moving on to play West winner TABC and number 2 Ramaz in the quarterfinals. In boys' varsity hockey, the last game of the regular season, YDE scored late in the third period to force overtime against Flatbush, and then proceeded to end the Falcons' season on a Jack Harari game winner with 19 seconds left in the extra session. As a result, the Thunder gained a number 4 seed and will host the SAR Sting next Wednesday night. The winner will face the winner of tonight's contest between number 1 TABC and the other benefactor of YDE's win, number 8 Kushner. On the other side of the bracket, the first game of the playoffs has already taken place as Frisch scored four unanswered goals in the last 14 minutes to upend Hank 5-2. They will now await the winner of next Wednesday night's contest between number 2 Hafter and number 7 DRS. Over in JV, Flatbush succeeded where the varsity could not, downing YDE to gain their entry into the postseason. They will square off with number 3 SAR, with the winner taking on number 2 DRS. The other quarterfinal contest will take place Thursday night as number 4 North Shore hosts number 5 MTA with number 1 TABC waiting in the wings. As the playoffs roll on, stay tuned to Yeshiva League Past and all of the YLP handles on Instagram for all the latest updates as all leagues approach their respective championships. And that was your Tuesday morning Jame in the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weisselberg.
J.M. in the A.M. Chuppah song done by Shalshelis Jr. Maishi Tischler before that. J.M. in the A.M. Right, official Schachter coming up later on. He's got a brand new book. Go to artscroll.com. Order all their uh, incredible uh, selections and offerings. Uh, make sure to use promo code RADIO. You know the rule. Always use promo code RADIO at artscroll.com for your free shipping and major discount. 
Simple as that. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebin, Yosef Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basher, Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Adam Arishon did the ultimate sin. He was given only one mitzvah directly from the mouth of Hashem. In that mitzvah, he transgressed. He ate from the Eitzadas, the tree of knowledge, and altered the course of man forever. Because of him, we received the klala, the curse, of that an individual will have to live by the sweat of his brow, but it will be difficult for an individual to bring the sustenance, difficulties of pregnancy, birth, and also child-rearing. However, we learned something fascinating. Adam wanted to do tshuva. He immersed himself in the waters of Gihon, up to his neck. He fasted for several weeks, and he became faint. He turned to Hashem, and he said, On Hashem, Hashem, chatasi lufanecha, biyosi b'ganeden. I sinned before you when I was in Ganeden. However, please lift my sin, accept my tshuva that I am doing now, and from that, all the people in the world will know that you are close to all who call out to you. Hashem heard the tshuva of Adam Arishon. He answered him, I have forgiven you according to your word. When Hashem saw how Adam and Chava had charata, that they regretted their original sin, Hashem had mercy on them and promised them, that even though that they were expelled from Gan Eden, he would never leave them, but he would love them forever. In addition, Hashem gave Adam and Chava the big day kahuna gadala, the great clothing of the Kohen Gadol. As Adam was a Bechor, he was the firstborn and also brought a korban to Hashem. These were his special begadim that were given to him by Hashem. When he died, these begotten went to Shais and then to Mesushelach. How unbelievable it is that we see from Adam Marishon that not only is a person forgiven when they do tshuva, but in addition to this, in addition to having all of their sins wiped away, they're even given such a matana, such a present, like the clothing of the Kohen Gadol. What greater significance is there in this entire world? What greater indication that a person realizes that tshuva is able to reach the highest places in heaven and that a person is not only forgiven, but is then counted like a tzaddik. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. on a Tuesday morning broadcast. Our friends at Yeshiva Derechayim have begun or are beginning. We'll get the details in a moment. Uh, their incredible $1.6 million match campaign uh, to support the Yeshiva. Today and tomorrow, the 14th and 15th of February, every dollar is doubled thanks to a group of generous matchers. So every donation you give is worth double the money. Go to charity.com slash YDC for Yeshiva Derech Chaim. Again, charity with a D, charity.com slash YDC, charity.com 
slash YDC. The Gifter family is one of those families that are very, very close and wonderful friends of ours here at JM in the AM and have been for years. And the director of development for uh, Yeshiva Derechaim is Rabbi Yaakov Gifter, who is with us live via telephone and can shed light on the yeshiva and this campaign, which includes some amazing things, including a couple of brand new songs that we're going to be doing today. Uh, one uh, attached to this uh, conversation, the other one we'll do later on this morning here at JM in the AM. Rabbi Yaakov Gifter, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum, and good morning to all your global listeners. Appreciate that very much. Yeshiva Derechayim is in the midst of a very, very significant campaign, a 1.6 million-dollar match. Rabbi Gifter, has the campaign officially begun? Actually, it began, I would say, February 8th. Wow. Because we have a week of programming that goes on a week before the actual campaign to lead up, and and, and it just gets everybody involved. There's a lot going on in this campaign. Um, I think you have a copy of the schedule, so every day there's another video that goes up on the site. And as we get closer and closer to the campaign, if I may say, the videos just get better and better. Well, because as you get closer and closer toward the end of the campaign, the videos start including some amazing musical selections and a lot of original artistic materials. So not, nothing against the Shiorim and all the wonderful Divrei Torah that have been featured so far, but you have to admit some tremendous originality and creativity is coming our way. Correct. I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> Today and tomorrow, those are the two days that everybody out there has to keep in mind to go to charity.com slash YDC to support this amazing campaign. Um, tell us about the yeshiva, Rabbi Gifter. Why would this global audience, why would we recommend to them to support Derek Hayim? So Yeshiva Derech Haim is around for 47 years already, and I myself am a Talmud of the Yeshiva. I learned there in, I believe it was 1989 when I first came to the Yeshiva, and I was there for a few years before I went to Eretz Yisrael. I came back to America and I went to Lakewood, and then when I got engaged, my wife was doing the Sarishnir program, and I was speaking to my friends in Lakewood, and I was asking them, like, you know, your, your wife also does the program, like, how does it work? My wife gets out of class at 10 p.m. at night. Like, what time do you eat supper every night? And my friends would tell me, yeah, I, I eat at 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm thinking to myself, this is ridiculous. I called up my Rosh Hashiva, and I told them, you know, I'm in Lakewood now, but, you know, this is the situation, and I'd love to come back to the yeshiva. And they said, you know, you're welcome to come back with open arms. And I did. I went back uh, before I got married. I joined the, you know, uh, before I got married, I just joined the yeshiva kind of unofficially, but I learned with one of the rebbeim there. And after I got married, I stayed in the kailu. And then, uh, you know, life went on. I, I ended up leaving, but I lived in the neighborhood, and I kept my connection all the years. And then about six years ago, they invited me to come back to the yeshiva to work for them. And it was a tremendous opportunity. It's, it's something that I cherish. And, uh, you know, I've, all, over all the years, I've been close to older in the yeshiva. Now, just a little bit about the yeshiva itself. I told you that they're around for 47 years, and it's a little bit of a unique yeshiva. Most yeshivas are looking for the, you know, A student, and they want the best. And this yeshiva specifically is not looking for that. They're looking for the boy who wants to learn for whatever reason, had, you know, various struggles and they take and they help, you know, not just in the learning, but in really in every, every facet of life, um, you know, socially and learning 
you know, you, if you'll go to the homepage at 10 o'clock, the homepage will be live. And you'll see some videos of our alumni talking about their experiences in the yeshiva when they were there. And now some of them are Abayim, and they talk about what they're giving over to their Talmudim because of what they've learned from their Abayim and the yeshiva derechaim. And we should mention that the yeshiva, uh, after all these years, and the kolel, as you described, are going strong. And we, as you know, Rabbi Gifter, because you've listened to this show and you've been involved with us for God knows how many decades at this point, as you know, we love recommending um, uh, those organizations and efforts that have a proven track record. And as you described, the yeshiva is going nowhere. It is. It has made its mark. It continues to march on uh, with a tremendous population of students, uh, both in the yeshiva and the kolel. And uh, when we say proven track record, that's what we mean. Uh, support an institution that is accomplishing uh, and making our community proud every single day. Uh, the charity campaign for today and tomorrow, is that officially launched or is that also 10 o'clock this morning? It's a, so the way the site works, it's already in pre-donate mode. And anybody that goes to the site now, you're able to donate but in order to see all the videos and the content that's on the site, right. everything, you know, some of it is there already, right. but you'll see everything at 10 a.m. Everything will be live. And uh, anybody that works with charity knows that their site is engaging. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a pleasure to deal with them. Charity.com slash YDC. Charity with a D dot com slash YDC for Yeshiva uh, Derech Chaim. Now, um, the uh, what what is one of the reasons that people around the world will be interested in going to that site uh, because uh, you, you are providing for everybody and I think you did this last year also some uh, some original entertainment and I don't like using that word in this context because it's more inspiration and and certainly you know that would be in a more appropriate term but you get my point I'm trying to paint a picture here that you're you're providing some uh, uh, some music that people all around the world even those not affiliated with the yeshiva find uh, fascinating and uh, and enjoyable so tell us about and, and by the way for those of you who are um for those of you who are aware of the shapiro brothers uh we are going to get to their medley at some time between now and nine o'clock which is also part of this campaign but right now i want to focus on what the gifter family has done for the derechaim campaign so tell us about the video uh rabbi gifter and what it's all about and what you hope to accomplish with it so I, I think the best way to to begin is to express my amazement and appreciation to the one above about all the siyata deshmaya that came through in putting together this project. I believe it or not, I composed this song approximately 24 years ago, <laughs> and when and when I composed it at that time, the way the music world was working then, people knew about me, and singers were on, on a fairly regular basis were reaching out to me to see, you know, if I had materials, you know, they, they can listen, you know, and I would send it to people. And naturally, I sent this song usually as one of the few songs I would send along. And for whatever reason, it just never went anywhere. No, sing, no singer was interested, interested in this song. And, you know, it's, you know, it bothered me a little bit. But, you know, I, listen, I, I can't convince people to take something that they don't feel works for them. Right. And that's it. I shelved it. You know, fast forward 24 years, and then I decided when we, when we sat down and we started preparing for this campaign and we came up with a theme and we came up with all the material, I said, you know, I have this song that I th think fits into the uh, theme very well. And the campaign consultant, Yaakov Ginniger, 
you know, listened to it. And he said, yeah, let's, let's, you know, let's run with it. And I reached out to Hill Kapnick, who was the, uh, I, he's brilliant in my mind. He took the song. And I, I asked him for one favor before I gave it to him. I said, do me a favor. I said, listen to it. I said, it has a certain flavor. And I really want to keep that feeling, the emotion behind the song. I want to keep it, you know, in its whole, in its wholeness. He listened to it and he said, I love the song. I'm going to put it together. I'm going to do the music. He put together even, I, I would call it more like a demo of, of music just so that we could do the vocals and then we could start working on the uh, video while he's preparing the real music. So it was more of like a synthesized track. And that, that in itself, the way he put it together was just so amazing. I would tell you that even if you heard that, that would have passed as something spectacular. <laughs> But, you know, then he, he came back to me, you know, it was, I think it was about two weeks ago when I gave him the deadline. I told him, okay, I need the, fin the music to be finished by then. And when he gave it to me, I, I literally, I burst out crying. I, I could not believe the emotion that was behind the music that he put in was exactly what I intended. Anybody who deals with music, um, you know, I, I would say as a composer, anybody who composes and gives their songs out knows the the dangers I'm going to call it of you never know what's going to happen to it when you give it to an arranger and right. he starts putting music to it. Right. He understands it one way and the composer had a totally different thing possibly in his head. Right. I would say that this song came out exactly not a smidge different from what I intended and what I, uh, you know, in, uh, wanted from the song. And I just, I thank the one above for making that happen. And who are the participants? We're going to hear whose voices in this selection. So that, that's a story in itself. You know, when I decided to do it, I said to myself, okay, my two little ones, my five-year-old and eight-year-old, they're home. I could take them pretty much to the studio whenever, you know, I have the ability. But I have a son, son learning in Israel this year, and I'm thinking, okay, how am I going to involve him? Like, he's in Israel. I know technology nowadays allows that you could just, you know, record over there, email it, and it's no big deal. But just the logistics, you know, how are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? Will the timetable work out? I called up my son and I asked him, I said, look, I, I, I want to record the song. I said, can you find out, is there a studio near you? Two days later, he calls me back. He says, Ty, you're not going to believe this. He said, there's a studio right around the corner from me. I said, okay, listen, just arrange it. I'm emailing you the soundtrack. I said, you do the vocals. I told him which parts to do. And I said, just try to get it done as quickly as possible. It happened to, to work out unbelievable that he went there. Israeli style, the studio is, uh, I think the, the guy's whole apartment is a one bedroom and the kitchen, the bedroom and the studio is all one room. <laughs> and, you know, but he did a phenomenal job. He emailed it back and we mixed it together. And, uh, you know, it was just an unbelievable process. So it is I have true. Another oh, son. Sorry about that. I'm sorry. I have another son in yeshiva that's, that's not home very often. And it happened to work out that um, Sunday of Hanukkah, I was going for a family get-together in Muncie, and Hill Kapnick has his studio in Muncie. And I told him, I said, I know we recorded the week before. I said, but do me a favor. I just need an hour of your time. I want to bring this one son. I would love to include him as well. And sure enough, he said, you know, I, I have actually, I, ha I have exactly an hour that I can give you. He said, if you can make it during that hour, I'll, I'll give it to you, no problem. 
and it worked out. We went there. It's, I think we were done in 45 minutes, actually, and uh, Baruch Hashem worked out great. It is truly a gifter family project, and we get to hear the uh, uh, the final uh, package in just a moment. Uh, the original composition Rabbi Yaakov Gifter performed by his family, all part of the Yeshiva Derechayim campaign, which is going on through tomorrow. We are cur- encouraging our listeners as Rabbi Gifter, the Director of Development, has reminded us, this is a yeshiva with a proven track record uh, around for decades, both the yeshiva and kolel, and worth uh, support from around the world. You can go to charity.com slash YDC, that's C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash YDC for Yeshiva Derechayim and participate. It's a $1.6 million match, and again, every dollar is doubled today and tomorrow. Not too early to give. One could literally give right now at charity.com slash YDC and participate. And certainly if you enjoy this song as uh, composed by by Gifter and performed by the Gifter family, then certainly uh, they are asking you uh, to please feel inclined to support the yeshiva in honor of the fact that this song is now associated with this year's campaign. Rabbi Gifter, uh, a pleasure to speak to you. Good luck with the campaign. I'm assuming you, like everybody else, are ready to hear the song. I I am, and I would like to dedicate the song to my father-in-law. In memory of your father-in-law. Yes, absolutely. Amazing. Yeah, I'm sure he's smiling down on us. Amazing. Uh, he, you know he had an unbelievable appreciation for Jewish music. I'm laughing only because I'm overstating the obvious. Yeah. I can only imagine what he would say knowing that his son-in-law and grandchildren are about to present this to the entire world through this venue. God bless you, Rabbi Gifter. I hope the campaign's a major success, and thanks so much for joining us this morning. Okay, thank you, and thank you to all your listeners. Rabbi Yaakov Gifter, the Gifter family, presenting this selection in honor of the Yeshiva Derech Hayim fundraiser. All the details about the campaign and, of course, about this entire week of igniting the fire within with this week of warmth from the Yeshiva is available now at charity.com slash YDC. Again, charity.com slash YDC. Here is the song, and you are listening to JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. That's the Gifter family, Ma Hafti. Um, those of you out there who uh, are heading to the site, you'll notice that there's a video for that song. If you go to uh, charity.com slash YDC, Derek Haim actually has a video of that song. Really beautiful venue. Uh, really uh, a nice video with a tremendous message. A lot of heartwarming scenes. Check it out. Check out not just the song, but the video as well and enjoy it. And again, go to charity.com slash YDC for information and to support the yeshiva. By the way, as we said, there is one other selection. I don't know why I have to wait till later on. I could do it right now. The Shapiro brothers are uh, alumni of the yeshiva. And um, and there is a uh, a medley entitled Achenu, the Shapiro brothers medley, uh, which is also... Uh, part of the musical presentation for the Derechayim campaign. So here we go. It's the uh, Shapiro Brothers, Achenu Shapiro Brothers Medley. I believe for the first time ever, right here on a Tuesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.
Eminem. Derek Hayim alumni, the Shapiro brothers, and America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, we're at and the Nachomsegel Network, and of course, any beloved NSN app. Uh, got a message from Ruvain Brick. The Brick family is uh, sponsoring this morning's JM and the AM broadcast in memory of Sarah Basuri. That's Mrs. Brick's mother, uh, Sarah Basuri. And we thank the Brick family for their support, and certainly we are glad we can remember her on yet another historic JM the AM broadcast. A lot of great music, wonderful material, Divrei Torah, all part of what we do every single day here at JM the AM. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Enjoy a 10% discount on all Abel's and Hyman products at kosherdogs.net with promo code radio. A&H has been serving the kosher world since 1954, and A&H products are available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. And as I learned uh, during the Super Bowl, the A&H knockwurst, Simply phenomenal. Boil up those knockwurst, put it with some some sweet relish on a hot dog roll. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely unbelievable. Next time I'm in errands, which will probably be Thursday, I'm definitely getting another package. I just, they're, they're phenomenal. They're just phenomenal. I may make it part of my regular Sunday afternoon <laughs> menu, frankly. Frankly, ooh. Nice pun. More coming up. Hour number three, Tuesday morning, JM in the AM. Hashem, Hamelucha, the Ayashem, the Melech,
אני יהודי, קיבלתי ממרומים, צדקת הצילמים מוות, מידת הרחמים, כל הפושטייה, צובנו שנותנים. כן, אני יהודי, ולזה ערב, אח שלי צדיק, כך מכל הלב, עם אחד אנחנו, אני אותך אוהב. ותן לי מידך, ברכתך תעשיר, לתת לכל מצרך, אלמנה יתום צעיר, בריך אותנו J.M. in the A.M. That is the uh, Benny Friedman selection, Shiratz.ka, Eitan Katz at Kikel Poel, Bayom done by Donnie Kunstler here at J.M. in the A.M. Well, last night's wedding was simply fabulous. I want to take this opportunity to wish a mazel tov to Yair and Jeannie. Uh, just an absolutely beautiful simcha last night. And um, while we're at it, we will wish a mazel tov to the entire Tokayer and the Noller families, to Marcy and Ira Tokayer, and to Mrs. Tokayer, as I knew her as my music teacher. I hate to tell you how many years ago. It was amazing when she came over to me. That was amazing. So I wish the entire Tokayer family a mazel And of course, Naomi and Mark Noller. It was incredible to celebrate with them. Jeannie and Yair Mazaltov, just an absolutely beautiful, incredible wedding. So wonderful to be part of it. And the Mazalto from all of us here at JM in the AM. My, uh, Tuesday morning broadcast as we continue here at JM in the AM. Uh, let's see. This comes from Journeys Volume Number Five. Mm-hmm. 
40 years our lives were intertwined and that is why what happened always lingers in my mind on the day we were engaged the ring that I received had a diamond far more beautiful than any jewel I'd seen. Selection from Journeys, volume number five, entitled The Ring. We'll get back to it later on here at JM in the AM. It is a Tuesday morning broadcast. Great to have you aboard. A reminder, when you go to artscroll.com, make sure to use promo code radio. When you go to artscroll.com, you know the rule. Always use promo code radio for your free shipping and major discounts. And... Um, Everything that's being offered now at artsgirl.com is subject to that same rule. Use promo code radio, free shipping, major discount. One of the things we are recommending, one of the items, one of the offerings, is the brand new book by Rabbi Fischl Schachter. Did this ever happen to you? That's the name of the book. Did this ever happen to you? Stories, observations, and humor from a world-class Rebbe and speaker. Rabbi Fischl Schachter. An honor to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you so much for having me. Now, here's why, I'm sorry for laughing, but here is why the title of your book is so appropriate. Because when it, com- because when it comes to some of the stories you tell in this book, literally, I think they only happen to you. And when you ask the question, did this ever happen to you? I think you know the answer. It seems like you're one of the only people who has episodes like this Happened to them. the the most uh, The most recent one that I um, that I set aside for myself for this morning's conversation was the one I saw when you went to pick up your car in a Manhattan garage. Do you remember that one? Uh, actually, I don't. The, the, the the one the one where the parking attendant you you were a little frustrated that he was taking a long time to get your car, and the parking attendant revealed to you that the that the recording that was playing in your car was so amazing he had to stay until the end to hear the uh, to hear the life lesson that was being taught. I know it was really amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's... young Mexican gentleman listening to a Balshamta story. So that's... You know, like it's one of those things that so that's... only one Rabbi knows how to put things together. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I say when you asked if this ever happened to you, I wonder if you're thinking to yourself, yeah, I mean, I think I have a unique uh, uh, a unique life where these things just keep popping up and keep happening to me. Because a lot of things, and look, the story I just alluded to is a good example. A lot of these things do happen to people, including myself, once in a while. It seems like this is happening on a regular basis to someone like yourself. Okay, so people always say to me, how come these things only happen to you? Right. Why doesn't it happen to me? All right. Right, so I get that question all the time. So first of all, maybe they do happen to you, you just don't notice it, okay, because I'm on the lookout for it. Second of all, the fact that I'm a little bit ADHD and they must look like a little bit facholim, uh, the way they say, I think it, it helps, you know. Uh, you know, you, you wind up, if, if you don't always think what you're doing, you wind up locking yourself out of, out of your car and things like that. So I, I do, I am a little bit distracted in my focus. But I think that the derech sha'adam writes a leilach malich, and I say where a person wants to go, that's where they guide him. And uh, I, I've just learned every time something really, really goes like sour and I drop my keys in the sewer or uh, right before Shabbos when I'm on the way to Muncie or things like that. And every frustration, the, the silver lining is, hey, this is a story. Hey, it's great. I and mean, it's great. Someone starts yelling at me in shul. I always remember the time that uh, I don't do this often, though, but I once by mistake uh, spilled a coffee onto someone right. in, in shul in the coffee room. And the person was really, really upset. 
and I, I, I apologized profusely, and I said, I'll, I'll pay for the cleaning bill. And he said, no, that's not my problem. I, my problem is I'm going to wind up in one of your stories now. That's, that's my problem. <laughs> it looks like his fears were justified. Yes, that's of course. what it appears. Because somehow, yes. somehow it made it into the book, right? Right, 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 right. It's amazing. Um, I, I, it, it's amazing to me how so many of the, I don't want to say remedies, I don't know if that's the right word, but so many of the necessary things for a story are prepared beforehand. You have a story here about the, um, uh, it's called, you you name it, following the scent, um, uh, the, the gentleman, uh, uh, the gentleman who's, um, how do I put this? Uh, he's looking for a shidduch and... Um, Trying to trying to see here, I'm trying to see here what the ending was to the story. <laughs> but you tell me the beginning, I'll remind. I remember the ending. Yeah. <laughs> well, the it was a stopover in London. You remember that? And it, the guy never right, the, right, the guy right, never wanted right. to fly on a plane. Right, right, right. The guy never wanted to fly on a plane, and he had to go out for a shiver. Right. And he was petrified, and he didn't speak English. And he got in, and he he hears the person standing in front, you know, giving all the instructions. He's asking someone to translate. When you translate it, it sounds even worse. Well, in case, you know, we crash into the water, there's the flo- flotation <laughs> device underneath your feet, and in case you run out of oxygen. Just what he needed to hear, right? Drop down. <laughs> Just right, that's all he needed to hear. He was ru- at that point, he was running out of oxygen. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then to make matters worse, the, the pilot announced an emergency landing in London. Right. And he winds up being there, and uh, whatever, to make a long story short, he's standing in front of the Satmer Bismedrish in Sanford Hill. He doesn't know where to go because they're stuck there for Shabbos right. because they wouldn't be able to take off and be there. And a man says, well, what's up? What's the matter? So he says, I'm a bacher from Yerushalayim on the way to America for a shidduch. And he says, hey, what's your problem? You'll stay with me for Shabbos. And on Friday, they go to the, there was, there was a Shatzer Rebbe that was buried in London, and he told people, if you come to me on Friday and you're macabre upon yourself an in Indian for Shemir Shabbos, so it'll, I'll, you know, I'll come, I'll put in a good word for you. Right. He said, so come with me. So he came and the bacher says, look, I was born late. You know, this is my thing. All my friends are married already. And, and this is where I am. He says, you know what? He says, I'm a Kabbalah upon myself 10 minutes before Shkia. I don't do any malacha. Right. That's his Kabbalah. I'll make a long story short. I'll skip all the gory details. But the next Friday, because he winds up Muncie right before the next Shabbos, that's after taking the bus to Lakewood or to Philadelphia first. Now listen, wait a second. Listen carefully, everybody. Listen to what happens to this guy. Go ahead. (laughs) So he comes in as his uncle and aunt. He's staying with him. They say, what's with you? It's almost Shabbos. He said, quickly put on your your Beckers or your Shabbos robe and come to shul. He says, I want to take a shower. I want to go to the mikveh. He says, listen, first come to shul because you end this mincha. So he he opens, he pops his suitcase. They already left the shul. And he sees that his mother, as well as he's on Stark, wanted to make sure that, you know, he's going for a shidduch. So she put in this huge thing of jumbo-sized piece of, of toothpaste, right. and it plots in the it in the suitcase. Right, so it ruins his like, dri- is dripping white. Right. <laughs> it used to be people had white beckishers on Shabbos, but right. only that was intended to be white, right? <laughs> so, so he grabs a brush, and he wants to brush it off. And... He remembers it's, it's 10 minutes before Shkia, and it's questionable whether you can do that on Shabbos, and there's no one else in the house that can do it for him. But he can't come into shul with a Bekesha dripping with toothpaste. Look awful. And he just stops there for a moment, and he says, you know what? I took a Kabbalah upon myself. I'm sticking to it. Right. That's later. Right. I know it's before Shkia. He <laughs> says, look, I tried to get married. Tried to get married to who knows how many years with a clean Bekesha. It didn't work. Maybe this is what it takes, you know? 
So he comes into shul, and as soon as he comes into shul, everyone goes, what is this, a dentist's office? What is going on over here? And he turns around, and he's so embarrassed. Meaning, meaning the way the it wall. smelled, meaning the way it smelled, right? The way it smelled, what he looked like. Right. So it was mostly in the front. Right. So he stands up against the wall in the corner. He takes, like, the biggest sitter he can find. Right. And people are coming over to him to give him shalom aleichem, and he like, extends his hands without turning around. And every once in a while, someone says, what is that? What, what is going on here? And finally, after davening, everyone else leaves because he wants to be the last one in shul. He doesn't want to be seen and looking like that, right? That, that's right. And there's one person that's standing in the back, and he's just <laughs> stubbornly standing there. And this guy is like, you know, it, it was Pasha Shemaisa. He's really Mavrasevich Shemaisa. Everybody, the Shalom, he's going to put him from the Tzavik. He says, Yaakov Akudah, Shir, Shir, and Megillus Esther, Jerus, you know, Megillus Echa, anything. Just finally, the, the, the guy finally leaves, and he comes home. And his uncle is saying to us, this crazy smell is shul. And all of a sudden he walks in and they look at him. They go, it was you? They, what did you do? And he starts telling them about a Kabbalah that he made 10 minutes before Shabbos. And they're saying to him, are you out of your mind? Anyway, suffice it to say, uh, they got a call from the Shabbat that the girl is not interested in the Shidduch. Apparently she did not want to marry a dentist, uh, or whatever the case may be. Nothing against dentists. But she, she heard about the person with the toothpaste and that was it. And they said, look what you did. You blew it. She said, you know what, I, I committed myself to something and I'm, and I'm holding to it, and that's just the way it is. And what should I tell you? It's the story of my life. At least I stood up to, 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 to what I believe in. Anyway, they get another call, and another Shatkin calls about another Shidduch. It's not why he came to America, but he came from the Shidduch number one. But anyway, they, they make the arrangements for Shidduch number two. It pans out to do the information. He meets once, twice. They see them, it goes quickly. Third time, there's a vart. His parents come in, and his new father in law gets up. And he says, I want to tell you why I did this shidduch. I wasn't even up to doing a shidduch for my daughter. <laughs> but by me, not talking during davening is like the worst thing in the world. And I came into a shul, just happened to come in, and I see this bacher standing in the corner, and not once did he turn around the entire davening. Not once! And even when people came over to give him shalom, he didn't even turn around to them. And not only that, after davening, he stood there for another hour and learned. I said, I need that bacher for a son-in-law. Guess what? He got him. Now, right, so, of course he got it. Now, Rabbi Shachter, one second, and I'm allowed to laugh, by the way, because you do make a point that a lot of these stories are humorous. I mean, right. I mean, how many things, how many twists and turns, when, you know, we're, we're, very often we read books about, you know, great books about great stories, and, you know, somewhat straightforward. How many twists and turns were in this story where finally the guy's able to, you know, find the shidduch because of this crazy situation where he was trying to hide his clothing, which was both both looked and smelled as if he was in a dentist's office. Right, right. It's insane. You know, so many it's insane. But you Does know what? It, it, I think I think if we click this into place, you can take most of the frustrations in your life and say, wait a second. God is not bopping me on my head. Right. He's giving me an opportunity. Um, can we put this under the, in one of our favorite topics here, as everyone knows, is Amuna and Bitochon. Can we put this under that category? Is it serious enough to put these twists and turns under that category of, of faith and, uh, and, and belief in the one above? I think so. It's pretty amazing. People always say to me, is it a joke book or is it a serious book? Right. I said, right. I said, humor opens the heart, Right. Right. And so somebody once said to me, I want, somebody once came over to me and said, you know, I heard your speech. And it's like Sonus. It's just like Sonus. And what you're doing is you're a comedian and you're capturing it by putting in a lesson at the end. So I told him that next time you can come out direct with his criticism. It doesn't have to be so roundabout. You know I mean? <laughs> Not so subtle. <laughs> uh, right, right. Do, do, you start, right. do you start your presentations when you give a shear, when you give a lecture, when you speak on Shabbos? Do you start your presentations with... Dafka, a funny story or a joke, or not necessarily? 
almost always. You can check me out on Tori anytime if you want. But um, yeah, almost always. I just, it catches, you, you want to catch the crowd. Right. So I once asked one of my rebellion, I said, so what then is the difference between Simcha, which is really the origin of Obracha, right. and Leitzanus, which is obviously not a good thing. So, right. he, so he gave me three rules. I said it from the old school and a rebbe, and I try to keep that in mind with every attempt at humor that I make. I'm not always successful. Um, he gave me three rules. And one is that uh, I never make a joke on someone else's expense, right. even remotely. If I have any, any have a minute that it's going to hurt somebody or that it doesn't it says something not nice, even about a group of people and so on, I just stay away from that. And it has to be totally clean and totally clean, meaning not just by the standards of uh, right. what, you know, it has to be able, it has to be fine. Right. And the third is that my real kavan is not just the, uh, in other words, litsanis means you want to knock something, you want to destroy something, you're not worth anything. And and my real command is to make people happy. And once people are happy, they're going to listen. Right. Big difference. Right. If you start out a speech, right. It says in this week's Sedra that you should know your life is in big trouble. You, you, that's it. You lost everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hear that. Rabbi Fischel Schachter is with us. We're highly recommending the book entitled, Did This Ever Happen to You? Stories, observations, and humor from a world-class Rebbe and speaker. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. Again, go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. So God forbid, and I don't want you to have a day as like I'm about to describe, but God forbid your keys do go down the sewer. Uh, are you able to do the uh, Gamzulatova? Are you able to look up to the sky and say, okay, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you felt that this was the best thing to happen to me today, to, you know, to, to have happened to me today. So, I, you know, let's see where this goes. Like what, what's your attitude when, you know, when, when a quirk goes into your uh, normal daily schedule? So for me, it's easier to feel Berchashem another story. But uh, <laughs> honestly speaking, I think that bef- before we get to the Gamzul Taiva, I have to stop and say, I have to say, okay, Hashem, you did this, okay? Right. Whether I understand it or not, whether I like it or not, right. whether it makes sense to me, I say, okay, okay, you, it's you. Right? It doesn't just happen. You did it. Right. And I, that has to be step number one. From there, you you go on to the... You go on to the Gamzula Taiva. Does it help? But, no, I don't. Does it help with the panic? If it's 10 minutes before Shabbos and you're stuck in the middle of a traffic jam, it's going to take an hour long. Does it help with that panic? Or or, or, or nonetheless, it's, it, it's a, it, it does lend itself to the normal tense situation that one thinks they might be in in a situation like that. Look, I, I panic like anyone else does. I'm not above panic. And I always say, I heard it from every friend once, when the check engine light goes on in my car, I panic. And by me, it's a near tumid, you know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> it's permanent, <laughs> right? 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 No, I panic like everyone else does. Maybe even more so than everyone else does. But I just say, okay, you know what I mean? This, this, I don't know what I'm going to do, right. but Shabbos, I'm going to be okay. It's going to work. They always like to say the story that said some that somebody came to the Shabina Rav and he told him that whatever he was really in a, in a crazy situation, didn't seem to be any way out. And Shabina Rav said, "Let me tell you a story, okay?" He said, "It's early in the morning." And a man is going to Kaparis Ervium Kipper, and he's crossing the street, and he's holding his machzer in one hand. His glasses are on the tip of his nose, and he's holding a chicken for his Kaparis in the other hand. And as he's crossing the street, he drops his machzer. The chicken is trying to get away, and his suspender snaps. And he's just, he can't, he, if, he reaches, if he catches the chicken, he can't pick up the sitter, and he, he has to hold up his pants. And he's, he, he's like, the, the world's caving in on him, and cars are coming from all different directions. And, and wherever he goes, and his glasses falls off, and... 
So, so the man says to the Shemina Rav, so what happened to him? He says, what happened? He says, I don't know, but he's not there anymore. Like he made it home. <laughs> he made it through the day and probably, and probably fasted. He made it through the day. You know what I mean? There are situations. Yeah. I just say to myself, you know, I don't know what the answer is, but I know I'm not going to be here tomorrow. So, okay. Let's wait to see what Hashgacha has in store for me. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, but, but sometimes when people are at an event where they, you know, where they're very, very nervous about their presentation or they're, you know, worried about how things are going to go, sometimes they'll say to themselves, all right, in three hours it'll be over. It'll be over. We'll get past it. You know, we'll look back and and and, and start reflecting on how things went. So, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Uh, let me off. Definitely is a thing to borrow from the future. Yes. Say it again. Borrow from the future. I like that. I like that. It's, it's going to pass. It's going to pass. So borrow from that time. That's all. Right. Cool. Let me off in Brisbane. Now, I want to tell you something. This story, I, I imagine, has not happened to too many people, especially the way you describe it. But. It's happened to almost everybody. What I mean is that that when I read this story, which essentially is that the plane that you're on lands uh, it lands for an emergency landing or for an unscheduled landing in a specific airport, and a person who lives in that city says, "Let me off the plane. I'm I'm a mile away from my house," and they say, "No, you have to fly another three hours on the scheduled flight, which we're going to take off for soon, and then you have to go back and fly to where we right. are, are, which is unbelievable." Again, th- this what you that t- is very common, by the way. That does happen. Maybe more than I think, but but when I read the story, I sort of felt like even though this specifically doesn't happen to too many people, this happens to a lot of people. You know, when you're in that situation where it just makes no sense how things have worked right. out, you know, and, and you're saying to yourself, I cannot believe that. Oh, it's actually, as I think about it right now, I mean, I, 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 um, I'm literally thinking of examples where, where um, uh, especially with travel, where it, it, it makes no sense or it's so frustrating that a road goes, you know, a certain distance and you can't get off because, you'd, you know, it would be so much easier for you if you're able to, you know, exit five miles earlier, et cetera. Anyway, so what's the lesson from that story? Like when what, the GPS, the old GPS is used to say, this, one of the roads on your route is closed. Do you want a different route? We say, no, I want the one that's closed. <laughs> Why did they ask you that question? Right? Are you allowed to be sarcastic with a GPS? I don't know what the rule is on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. GP- I like GPS. Yeah, they're, they're good because I can make fun of those. Yeah. But what? GPSs don't get hurt. They just, yeah. But what is the lesson, right? In your, on your, with your Baal Musser hat, what's the lesson from the Brisbane story? So the, the Brisbane story was a, was a flight to Australia. Obviously, Brisbane is in northern Australia. We were right. sitting on this plane for 15 hours. I, I, okay, I don't want to make it more dramatic than it was. The pilot just said that um, there's a storm and and, uh, they, and they would have to circle. The flight was scheduled to come into Sydney, and they said that there's, the weather is really bad and they would have to circle. And if he didn't have to say, that didn't exactly do much for my uh, that right. for everybody. Didn't he said well, after that. 15 hours that we're basically out of gas, so right. we're going to land over here in Brisbane. So it wasn't an emergency landing, but he landed, and they said it would be about three hours till they refuel and check the plane. And this man behind me was all excited because he lives in Brisbane. He was going to fly to Sydney and then take a flight back. Right. And they told him, you're not getting off the plane. <laughs> and he's, he was not very happy. And he started screaming. And he said, uh, you're trying to tell me. And he pointed to like a bunch of houses up some. He says, I live in that area. And he says, you're telling me that, that I'm going to sit here for three hours and fly to fly to Melbourne to miss my connecting flight, to stay in a hotel, to come back here tomorrow night because you're not letting me off this plane and I said to my wife, I said, well, what would a firm person think under this matter, right, you know? Right, you would, You would think. So she said to me, a firm person would figure out a way to get off that plane. <laughs> um, they're, they're way too I savvy said, to be sitting on that plane for an extra right, three hours. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But I, 
I, I think there are times that we're someplace and we're not here because why we think we're here. Right. I think it happens very, very often. Right. I, don't, I don't necessarily understand. Hashem but a lot of times we think we're going someplace for a specific reason, and, yeah. and Hashem has a totally different reason for us to be there. And sometimes He has to let us know that there's a totally different reason for us to be there. Right, but it's so much, it's so much less frustrating. You know how sometimes, you know, ten minutes later you realize why. Like ten minutes later you say, "Oh, this is why God wanted me here at this time," or "This is why." And then there's times you go through an entire lifetime and you never have the answer of why I was put, you know, in that situation. So when when the answer is right there, it's wonderful. But when, but when you have no clue and, and for years you wonder why that happened, it can be a little frustrating, you know. Right, right. But this is, the truth is, even if you say you were 10 minutes late and, you know, and, and, and there was an accident, so Baruch Hashem, I missed the bus. Right. It doesn't really, it doesn't really explain it because God can make it that there's no accident. Right. right. That's true. So we don't really understand it. The truth is we never, the, the real answer we get when we get up there, you know, after 120 years, we get up there and it's not like, well, hey, here's a thousand questions and we're going to go through answer by answer. It's like, right. oh, of course. See, that's why, but, you're, you're, that's why you're able to laugh at so much of this, in all seriousness. When your car is an hour late because the parking attendant is doing it, you're able to laugh because you realize that, that you nor anybody else is really in control. The whole thing is being controlled by the one above. That's right. That's not an excuse for us not to right, be course. the best that we can be. Of course. But it has to be our established. But right. that's the trick. The trick is that we do what we do, and then God, you do what you do, and it has no connection to each other. Uh, we, you know, we say, Mensch trach Gott lacht. We'd be a little bit better that's off. Right. If it, we'd be better off if we did a little, a little bit more lacht. <laughs> you know, we, and, and, and realize that, you know, okay, you know, I, I, I give in. You're in charge. And this well, that's is... how you have to track. You have to track that. Take it easy. Relax. Right. You're in the back seat of the car. It was real tap. You're not in the front seat of the car anyway. Right. You know, Baron Cuttle, when he first came to America, Somebody gave him a ride, and there were two steering wheels in front. And he asked, what's this? So, he, so the, the driver said that he put in a, apparently he was very savvy, and he put in a steering wheel on the other side. He said it's not connected to anything. It's not connected to the axle of the car, but his kid sits in front. Those are the days your kid is allowed to sit in front. Ah, and he tells the kid, turn right, turn left. Right. You know, so the kid feels really good. He thinks he's driving. Right. Sort of Aaron said to him, and your steering wheel is the same way. Ooh. You think you're driving. Oh, powerful words. Pretty amazing. You know, you have a chapter here, coping with challenges. Um, w- give, give us a positive. There are a lot of people listening right now. A lot of people are going through some really difficult situations. Uh, and we don't know what stories are going to happen today, right? You wake up in the morning, you have no idea what's going to happen and what, what might inspire someone or what might be very painful for somebody. What could you what could you tell us about coping with challenges and, and a good rule of thumb for people to keep in mind when when life you know has your back against the wall? Right. Just remember, it's it's not going to be dark forever. Right. There's going to be a light following the following the darkness. But I find very often, and we've all had it. We've all had our share of uh, being slapped in the face and bopped on the head, and and you know facing existential threats. And I say, okay. My life was always in your hands. Nothing really changed now, except that you're showing me that my life is in your hands. Right. When a person focuses on that, I'm, I'm in your hands, I'm in your hands. Just guide me. Just, just I'm, I'm relinquishing control. I'm totally in your hands. And I think that eventually the, that it's rachmim. It generates a kind of rachmim in in your life. There are things that we could say, which are like a school of tefillah. Tefillah Shalom says, like. I, w- I want to have a good job. If I told you any crisis you were facing, 
And I told you, but when Friday night comes and you're sitting with your family and you're making kiddush, you should know that you're going to be relaxed. You're going to be okay. You're going to have a good Shabbos. So, so you say, great, okay. So it'll be ups and downs before. And as long as they know it's going to be resolved. And that's always a good makar of tefillah. Because you say, look, Hashem, you want me to have a good Shabbos. Even though it's Matzah Shabbos, even though it's Sunday morning, you want me to have a good Shabbos, okay? Just promise me and put this into my heart that when Friday night comes, this crisis is over, or I'll, I'll have a handle on it. I'll be able to enjoy my family. Yeah. And that's a very valid tefillah, because you want me to be happy on Shabbos. So I think that's always an angle to like to be able to come in, come in on. I love it. There are things we don't understand. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. And, and, and we, by the way, there, there are a lot of people who emulate, as we're supposed to do, we're supposed to behave like, like our father, like the one above. And there are a lot of people who, if they have bad news or they have a challenging situation to discuss with somebody, they'll say, you know what? It's Friday. It's our Shabbos. I'm not going to, I'm not going to stare their Shabbos, so to speak. It could wait. And, uh, and, and look, and, the story about, you know, the, 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 the horrible, terrific tragedy last Friday night in, in, in remote. And they're saying what went on with that Shabbos brothers that yeah. they made up that they're not going to discuss it over Shabbos. So yeah. it doesn't stare the Shabbos, it doesn't stare the simple class of the college. It's just, yeah. It's off the, it's it's like no one should ever be tested, but right. like Mikam Israel is just off the charts. Yeah, hard for us to fathom, that's for sure. Uh, it's an amazing combination of humor and inspiration, and a lot of the humor leads to so much incredible inspiration. Everybody out there of official Shachter, as you heard, just he's wonderful. Uh, the book is entitled "Did This Ever Happen to You?" And as you read the book, uh, you'll see just how appropriate a title that is. Because some of these things, uh, as you get to know Rabbi Shachter through the book, you're going to say to yourself, "I think this stuff only happens to him." Uh, did this ever happen to you? Go to artscroll.com, use promo code radio, and enjoy the brand new book for Rabbi Official Shachter. Rabbi Shachter, an absolute delight speaking with you. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. And congrats- Thank you so much. You know, I was once someplace. I was once someplace for Shabbos, and someone said to me, "I can't wait to hear what happened over here." <laughs> Um, <laughs> That's hey, wait a second. I, I hope something significant happened this morning. Maybe we'll make it into a story. You never Who know. knows? You never know is right. Thank you so That's much right. and good luck with the book. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Nachum. I really appreciate it. A pleasure. My official Schachter. Did this ever happen to you on JM the AM? כל רגע בחיים, כל זמן ומקום, בחוץ וגם בפנים, לילה וגם יום. מה שנעשה, איפה שנלך, יש דבר אחד שתמיד נצטרך. אתה וגם אני, ככה מברכים, אחד את השני, בטביל אומרים, כולנו נאחל והלב יתפלל אל
קריום ראשון, רוצה עכשיו לישון, תקום עכשיו אתה כבר מאחר, תראה את השעון, אומר לך היום, לקום וללכת. גם אם זה לא קל, נמצא פתאום אל על, מתוך הסערה אתה צועק, נסחפת עם הגל, מבלי להתכוון, תכננת הכל בינתיים, תביט אל השמיים, תודה תמיד על מה שהוא לך נותן. לזכור ולא לשכוח, שהוא נותן את הכוח, תמיד אותך בדרך יחבר. Thank you. 
studs here on a Tuesday morning broadcast. Uh, where were we before that? Hang on. Five, five, one, four, six, seven, there we go. Um, so we had the Y studs. Before that, we had Talvaknin with Boker, small town done by Yisrael Portnoy. And we're going to wrap things up with Eighth Day. And I thank you all for tuning in to a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM.
Tell all your fears, your worries, your troubles. Tell them to go and dance. Kizatska, Kizatska. Tell all your friends, your brothers, your neighbors. Tell them to come and dance. The hora, hora. Tell all your dreams, your hopes, and your stories. Tell them to go and dance. Kizatska, Kizatska. Tell those you know, or even some strangers. Tell them to come and dance. The hora, hora. To the dance floor, Mazel Tov. 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 The gates they're open wide. Our children by our side. This dance floor is alive. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners, sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at Single.com and the Nahum Single Network, and of course, any beloved NSNF. Wraps up an amazing Tuesday here at JMNM. My thanks to Elliot Weiselberg with the Yeshiva League Sports Update. My thanks to our official Shachter with the brand new book. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio my thanks are by Yaakov Gifter give to the Derek Chaim campaign charity.com c-h-a-r-i-d-y dot com slash y-d-c plenty coming up here at the Nahum Siegel Network as you would suspect and um, I will rejoin you please God tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. of Rummy with a Tuesday live lunch starts at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Treat him well and be in touch with him via the NSN app. Um, and there you have it. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, I'll come to go reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.